Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to Zion.com. The final part of this episode sees Callum Donaldson talk to Graham McLeod about his regret at not being able to clinch a league championship medal during his time at Station Park. Carlo also give an insider's view on the epic Scottish Cup run of 2012, and he's going to bring us right up to date with what's happening with his coaching at Houston Dynamo. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please like, please share, and maybe recommend the Nairn County podcast to a friend. The next season, Conor Gethins and Sean Webb arrive, and we still have players like Stephen Mackay, Dale Gillespie, David Hine. They're still all still here. But it's Forrest who win the league, and it's just a tally of 77 points was all it took. We're probably 11 points behind them. Was that a missed opportunity? So that was a season. That, that season really pissed me off, if I'm honest with you, mate. I hated Forrest. always had hated Forrest. They were just a horrible team to play against. Even the football they played that year was horrible. It was Sam Allardyce, Tony Pulis, football. It was low percent. I mean, they were good. They were, they were the best team in the league. And they beat us. I remember them celebrating when they beat us at Bangman on our walls and all that sorts of stuff. And they just manned the league. They didn't, like, we were a better team, but they were better men. And they won the league by being just brutes, to be honest with you. Because I, I, I really did feel that we were, we, we should have, I don't know if that was a year, I felt like maybe the year after, we probably, I think it was the year after we'd, we were closer, again we weren't close enough, we weren't close as we should have been, but yeah that year was a, it was a, it was a tough one to take, especially Forest win the league, you know, and, we, and, and the players that we had, but it, we had all the pieces that year, we just didn't put them together. The following season, 2012-2013 season, you touched on a little bit there, probably in my view, your finest hour in an iron shirt. We maybe ran out of steam a little bit in the league, but that was probably due to the amount of big, massive games that we had in the early half of the season, starting with the Scottish Cup run. After we beat Preston, we're drawn away to Clyde down there, and it's a 3-3 draw, and it could have gone either way, and it's back and forth. We probably, I think we were in the lead a couple of times, certainly in that game. Do you think, having been clawed back to 3-3, that we'd blown it on the day? Honestly, that's a bizarre thing to say, right? Because you don't really have the right to say that. But I actually feel like on the day, we should have beat them. But then after that game, I honestly feel like on the bus, we were like, I think I was sitting talking to Webby. He was like, we'll beat them at home. Like, I honestly did believe that, like, like, I mean, the goals, obviously, Easter scored an unbelievable goal. We'll not talk about that enough. I think he's talked about it more than anything else. But, like, as I say, with boys like Connor, like, we were always capable of scoring a goal. RD, you'll create chances for anybody. So now I honestly feel like but that, that game is a bit of a blur, if I'm honest with you. The, the game down there, it's also on that the artificial surface. Like as a goalkeeper, you are shiting yourself the whole time because it could do crazy little things, you know. But I don't, I don't know why, but I honestly felt like when we're going back up on the bus, I'm like, we'll beat them at home. Yeah, the replay, the main highlight of that for you, not only do you make a, a tremendous double saving, but you then make a penalty save, which if that goes in, then that's curtains, I suppose. But talk us through that moment. They'd obviously already scored one earlier in the match, I think, as well. Did that play a part in it? Yeah, so they had scored one earlier in the match. And actually, so they, they scored in the first half. And actually, RD 
glorious man that he is, but he's like, how did you not save that? He told you about four hours before he went to take it where he's going. And I was like, all right, mate. So then same boy took it and he, was, he did go the same way. And I, but I'm not giving him any credit for it. It's all me that saved it. But yeah, yeah. so that was a great feeling. But also from that, so I saved penalty, that was good. And then from the double save, so the, the, I don't really remember, the, the double save was actually, the guy tried to dink me, he executed it well and I was scrambling and I touched it onto the bar and then it was a one-on-one and I just managed to smother it pass the ball out or kick it out or whatever and we went up and scored right away that was mega that was like Andy Neal when he scurried in at the back post and we stuck that in that was tremendous I think I overtook a few of the boys getting to him before I was buzzing after that I was up there we're winning the Highland League Cup that feeling for that game the next round was just as dramatic as well we're down at four for away three nil down at half time what's going on in the dressing room we were despondent in the dressing room to be honest with you we had Mo Morrison who wouldn't he wouldn't really let boys get too down in the dump so he was kind of going around picking everybody up but yeah we were that was brutal so I'd actually hurt my hip flexor as well in that game so my kicking was off but but we did I don't know we, that year we had this thing in us where it was like we didn't know how to lose like even on that day we had a couple of boys that probably didn't contribute huge amounts in the season but like stood up and were counted you know I think um Bobo scored from the halfway line, or no, was it Mo and Bobo flicked Bobo it touched it. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And then with Ross Naismith, I think he scored the second, or he assisted the second, or something like that. And then Franny, who I don't think he did anything else that game, and he just came in like a wee dart and did what Franny's done year and year and year yeah. and year in the league, and he scores, you know. So that was, uh, yeah, that was amazing. It was especially as well. So one of my pals, two of my pals came down to watch me. One of the boys, he, he plays gigs and stuff like that. So in the first half, I didn't know this, but there were local Porto boys, and they were giving me a bit of stick. And me being me, I'm giving it right back as hard as I could get it. Even though we're 3-0 down, I'm acting like Don Juan. And uh, then we go and, we're, we go and equalise, and I'm like, fuck you right up. You're still. My pal was playing a gig that night, and apparently the boys were at the gig, and they're like, hey, look, I'm goalie. So we're giving him a thick, but by fuck, he gave us it back at the end. <laughs> So yeah, that was good. But that's, that's what it was about, you know. I remember yeah. talking about that. I remember, this is way, way back, we were playing at Bucky away. And in mind, uh, so so this is the time where we had Duncan Jones and boys like that. And Duncan Jones is integral in this story because obviously he ping a ball. I've never seen anyone ping a ball like him. So he got the ball out wide. Sorry, in the centre of mid. I remember he zinged this ball out to Willie Barron. It was like a dart. Brilliant pass. And Willie's wearing white and gold Predator boots. And Paul hit his shin and went out for a throw in. And I remember the boy from Bucky was like, ah, you're not good with that white booties, Looney. <laughs> and I love that's the, that's the Highland League in a nutshell. That's the best. Tremendous. The week after the 4-4 game down there, the replay at Nairn, again, it's it's almost do it again, don't we? It's 3-0 down and then two quick goals. And you're thinking, if this game's going to go, if only it went on five or ten minutes longer, you never know, it could have been extra time. Yeah, so and I honestly do believe that if it had gone on a little bit longer, I think we actually, I think even the boy at um, Soccer Saturday on the TV, he had said there was a bit of a rally and we'd done it before and stuff like that. And yeah, that was a, that was a tough one, but we did give ourselves too much. We were terrible. We were terrible at starting games then. It was almost as if we'd kind of got a little bit too confident and we'd give away sloppy goals, myself included. I know that would have been something special if we'd managed to do it again, because even if it had gone, if it go, excuse me, if we'd got that to extra time, we'd have beat them. We wouldn't have gone to penalties. We'd have beat them. Tied up in the middle of these Scottish Cup ties, there was also a North of Scotland Cup final against Wick Academy at Grant Street. Probably one of your best games in the in the Nairn shirt. I mean, I think Wick would have been out of sight 
had it not been for the amount of saves that you made. Do you have any particular memories of that? Any standouts at all? Yeah, so I remember, so they were, Wick were a brilliant team at that point. I mean, I think they'd gone, I think they went 17 months or something unbeaten at home. They were a brilliant team and they played football, you know, boy Richard McCaddy and they, Chucky, like hundreds of the players were brilliant players. And I remember a lot of it, you know, not to use the cliche of tiki-taka, but I remember a lot of it was like one-on-ones and they were playing triangles and they were through one-on-one and stuff like that. I remember I had a good free kick save. They bent it over the wall. It was in the top corner. I made a good save there. I remember a, 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 a kind of pretty good block at the front post, which was kind of point blank range. But yeah, and I mean, I don't. It's weird when you think about you're asking me these questions about the games in particular. It's weird because you don't really remember it at the time because you're just focused on trying to win. You know, it's mm-hmm. I don't. It's only when you look back on things you start thinking about it. And, oh yeah, you're right. I probably did play quite well that day. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do all I remember is a wick where. A really, really good side, and it was. I feel like they might be. They might have been where we were at maybe five, six years before, and that they just couldn't get over that final hurdle. I mean, the players that they had. I mean, they could have. I'm pretty sure they finished second, third in the league and things like that as well. Like they were a right good side, filled with. I mean, mostly local boys as well. So fair play to them. So it kind of did remind me a little bit of where we'd come. Yeah, it was a good feeling when JC and John Cameron, John Cameron and RD. Yeah, that, no, that was a good. It was a good celebration that night as well. Being in Inverness as well, straight out, don't even want to back to there. The following season, there's more headline recruitment with Archie McPhee, Stuart Leslie, Daniel Moore. Later on in the season, Alan Pollock all arriving. Again, just come up short in the league. I mean, Brora have just gone and blown everyone away that season. I think they were a massive 20 points ahead of us. Do you still think that was one that, we, one that got away a little bit that season, given that the squad that we had? Financially, we were probably we invested as many as much as anyone. I just feel like so we, what what I feel like Brora did really well was they they had like Grant and Roll and they had seasoned pros that knew what it took to win. What we had at that point, I feel like we brought in immeasurable talent. You know, like, I mean the players you just mentioned there, talent-wise, we were as strong as anybody. But those boys who for a lot of them have gone on to win the leagues and win cups and things like that but at that point in their careers they hadn't really done it and I feel like that's that's the one point that we miss I mean we had Mike Mo Morrison I think he was kind of coming to the end of his career by that point so he was still a leader and he was still a winner but physically he was probably not quite where he would have wanted to be when he was captain in league winning teams and stuff like that whereas I feel like with likes of Grant Monroe and I think Road at that point brought in the boy Craig kind of mind his last name yeah, and they had Joe, Joe Mallon, who's, Jesus, what goalkeeper he is. So they were, and they also, I think they only had a squad of about 14 regulars and then some young boys. So they all were playing every week. They were all kind of siege mentality in it together. Whereas I feel like the dynamics certainly changed for us at that point. You know, we, we brought in players, the dynamic definitely changed it there. And it wasn't, we weren't as a, we weren't quite as a strong unit as we had been. You know, personalities were different. Some of us were kind of, coming to the end but there also was quite a lot of disparity and some boys getting paid a lot of money and things and some boys not getting paid so much so it kind of those sort of nonsense things that don't really matter but actually do matter we're, we're definitely a factor for us at that Brora dropped seven points all season that year whereas we lost at Fraserburgh and then lost to Brora in the opening two games so you're pretty much point for second place effectively from from middle August I mean, onwards they, they were, they were, also, just, they were I mean, so good that season yeah, they were just way better than us. Like, I mean, it's as simple as that. They were way better than us. And even though like, we went to Colvin one that year, that's right. You know, we, we, we did put it together at some places, but they were just way better than us. It's as simple as that. As it, I mean, you know, we talked about Xander earlier on, and while Xander is probably one of the most infuriating players I've ever played against, 
used him doing my head in. But it's because he was such a good player. Um, Andrew Gregg, again, they had Andrew, Gregg and Xander on each wing and Sid through the middle. And like, that's no bad. Yeah. At that point, they were, they were flying. One of the real high points of that season was the home win against Clark, where we scored two goals in the last minute. Are you claiming an assist for the winner? <laughs> Shinned it. <laughs> Scuffed it. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Les was absolutely furious at me going up for that game. You know that? We were, he was, I don't know if you remember, but he was absolutely roaring at me to get back on my goals. But that was, again, I just went back. I just wanted to win. I just wanted to help us win. I wasn't, I, I don't know if you remember, it was actually a couple of weeks before I'd gone up for a corner against Huntley and I'd actually had a header and I put it over the bar. He was probably thinking you're useless anyway. But I guess it just caused a bit of disruption. John Campbell was in goals that day. Yeah, and then we were all run over the corner. All the fans were kind of congregated in one corner there. It was brilliant. I don't know if I'm claiming the assist. I'm just, I was just delighted that we got the winner. That, but that, and that was it. That, that's what we had. It, but that season, the difference was we only had that in fits and starts. The season before, I feel like we had the confidence we would come back no matter what. But that season, it was almost only because it was Clark and only because it was our local rival. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that was the difference. We kind of probably lost five percent. So looking back at your time overall, Callum, some real highlights and some real good players that you played with and good friends that you made and. Oh, I, I mean, I, looking back at my time is overwhelmingly positive. I mean, I made friends for life. I mean, I think many of the players that I played with over a prolonged period that I don't keep in touch with, it, it was a, it's a special place there and it, gets, it got under my skin for sure. Made, and it still to this day feels like home. And yeah, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that, you know, I feel like it's unfinished business. We didn't manage to deliver a league trophy because I feel like the people of Nairn deserve that. The fans coming out, I mean, I don't know if you remember, you probably do, but the amount of people that were at Forest, sorry, Forfer, the amount of people that were at Clyde, and it's not as if these are people that are earning 200 grand a year and things like that. You know, there's probably three buses. I'm sure they had a great day, but yeah, so like, that's the one kind of regret that I have. We kind of won every other trophy. We didn't manage to get the league over the line, but here, played in some great teams, played with some brilliant players, loved every single second of being able to play. I still miss it, to be honest. I'd, I'd, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, if, I, if I ever did move back to Scotland, I wouldn't go and watch anything. I'd go and watch now. You then moved on to your stateside adventure, so can you keep get us up to speed of what's been your football involvement since you've been over there? Yeah, so when I was with Orion, kind of a couple of visa things, it's not really that exciting, but I was able to have two jobs. So so there's these expat lads that I met when I got here and they get together once a month, play poker, generally a bit of a piss up, but also kind of welcoming people in and stuff like that. And one day I was, I was playing, a boy walks in in a full dynamo, Houston dynamo tracksuit. And I, I truthfully, I promised the wife that football was going to take a bit of a step back by this point, because it, I mean, at one point when I was on the task of the First team under 18s. I was, you know, I was there six days a week, and it become my life. You know, I loved it. So anyway, I promised football was taking a bit of a step back. So this boy walks in with Houston Dynamo tracksuit, and I think I'd been in Houston about six weeks living at that point. My son Brody, he was born out here. I think was just born. I'm like, we need to become very close friends. Anyway, he invited me down. We did some camps and stuff like that, and then he invited me in to kind of work with the goalkeepers. Um, so I've been doing that. I was doing that kind of consistently with them as a as a kind of second job for a while now my visa did change so I am still involved with them and I do still love it and quality of the quality of training is absolutely for the goalkeepers is out of this world and there is a part of me that is resentful that I didn't have access to that when I was playing because truthfully I was like ah Americans it won't be as good went down I mean the head goalkeeper coaches had Premier League teams in the English Premier League looking 
try and move it. But you know, it's a great place to live here. You know, there's Nathan Thackeray. So Nathan Thackeray was the guy I met. He's now moved. He's now director of goalkeeping in um, in the USL, Carolina. Guy comes in, Jason Grubb. And there's there's some, some other guys down there as well. Brenton Sailor's another one. So Brenton's, you know, they've worked with the US national teams. I mean, the, the quality is out of out, and it's also it's like a goalkeeping community. It's like a, fa- a goalkeeping family that they've got, which I love. Paul Rogers, he's the he's the director of goalkeeping, head first team goalkeeping coach out there. I think he's got a PhD in common sense. The way he coaches, like a different level, is first class. So I I enjoy just learning from those guys and from once with the Graham. I think it's in your blood. If you love the game, and you, it's it's in there. So as I say, the moment work-wise, the work has kind of probably taken a bit more of a front seat recently. So I've not been able to, to do as much with them consistently as I would like to. But I still always do the camps and stuff like that. But we did a we did a pro camp there in the in the winter. So we had the boys over from West Brom, and we had guys from colleges all over the US come down and working working with them and stuff like that. And it's, it's good. It's really quite interesting as well is that and I think there's something to do with the Highland League in it. They're not used to getting bashed around and stuff like that. So when we're doing drills, like the co- like Paul wants me to get in about them, he's like, we need to see if they're men, you know. I love it. I yeah. do. I love it. Hopefully, I'd like to do more, but um, work is work is pretty crazy at the moment, as I'm sure everybody's is right now. So that's taken up 150% of my time. Finally, would you say that the Callum Donaldson Highland League book has been written or could there be another chapter? No, I would like there to be another chapter. I love coaching. I did love the coaching. I mean, I'm still, I'm only 35, so you never know, coronavirus, all this nonsense in the world. I could get shipped back to the UK. I do need to lose some LBs, but no, it's not written. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not going to say that I'm going to take Sharpie's job or anything like that, but um, I would I would like to, uh, you know, if I'm ever back in Scotland, I would definitely want to be part of the Highland League in some capacity. Probably just turn up at training until Sharpie told me something to do. Yeah, because I loved it. And, yeah. You know, I loved it. And I want to help the team do well. But yeah, no, I don't think it's, I don't think they've chucked, I don't think it's closed. Callum, it's been a pleasure catching up with you and Thanks to listen right, yeah, to you talk about it. through your, your career. Thanks for joining us. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. And thank you for, for the club for having me for so long. I loved it. The Nan County Podcast is brought to you in association with our digital partners, Zion Energy. Click on zion.com to find out more.